you can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is sponsored by Smile Brilliant. If you're like me, you're a bit overwhelmed by all the teeth whitening products on the market. Smile Brilliant has provided me with some very interesting facts to pass on to you. Fact number one. Teeth whitening does not whiten your teeth. It removes the stains and restores the tooth to its natural color. Fact number two, teeth whitening does not damage teeth. Well, that's good to hear. Fact number three, tooth sensitivity is the result of tooth dehydration. Fact number four, caps and veneers cannot be whitened. And fact number five, the key to teeth whitening is the delivery device. So long as a whitening product is a peroxide-based whitener, it will remove the stains. What differentiates one product from the next is the device that holds the whitening agent to the tooth without interruption. Whitening strips, for example, neglect the crevices and molars, and they slide onto your teeth. Saliva floods the generic trays because they are bulky and don't create a seal. And this is something I didn't know. The LED lights that are supposed to help whiten your teeth are just novelty items that add no benefit. You need a high-output UV light that's only found at a dentist. Don't fall for the gimmick. If you insist on a light that does not work, get one on Amazon for under $5. That's how unimportant they are. The number one whitening device recommended by dentists is the custom-fitted tray. You can have your dentist make your trays for $300 to $600, or you can head on over to www.smilebrilliant.com and use their lab direct mail-in process for a fraction of the price that you would pay at the dentist. Oh, and if you grind your teeth at night, like I do, you can also purchase Smile Brilliant's custom-fitted night guards. Once again, for a fraction of the price, the dentist charge. Once again, that's www.smilebrilliant.com and use the coupon code GHOST, that's G-H-O-S-T, for a ghost town discount. Again, that's www.smilebrilliant.com and use coupon code GHOST, which is G-H-O-S-T, for an exclusive ghost town discount. A rock and roll mystery. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. The death of musician Bobby Fuller is an L.A. mystery. The circumstances around his death, right on the brink of stardom, have led to more questions than answers. This is the story of the mysterious and still unsolved death of Bobby Fuller of the band, the Bobby Fuller Four. People are like, I'm not 300 years old. I don't know who that (laughs) is. Well, I am 300 years old, so I'm going to tell you. If you're familiar with the song, I Fought the Law. Yeah. They did a cover of that, and that was probably their biggest hit. It was their version of I Fought the Law. Is it a little bit faster and kind of lower? 
It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a kind of like an uh, like a you know mid sixties rockin'. I think their version is great. There's a ton of covers of it. Mm-hmm. Dead Kennedys. The yeah. Clash has a pretty pretty popular version, but I, I would say it's even up there with those. It's a pretty pretty up tempo, and a lot of people have covered it. It's you know an outlaw mm-hmm. yeah. song. I resonate with it because you know I'm such an outlaw myself. That's true. You know? but the law always wins. The law always wins because I don't defy it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. On July 18th, 1966, Bobby Fuller was found dead inside of his car at the age of 23 in Hollywood, California. So we have a LA story. That's why I was always so interested in this. Wow. And the circumstances around his death are sort of mesmerizing, and with all the different bits of information that are at play. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always been ruled as a suicide somewhat dismissive but people are still looking into it and people really feel like they don't have answers and based on the information it doesn't make a lot of sense and 23 too you know 23 in the 60s is like he already has grandchildren by that point <laughs> right and you know listen the rock and rollers burn out the 27 club you know we've talked mm-hmm. about Janis Joplin we've talked about many musicians this doesn't seem to be any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was a star for a while and then just kind of reaping those rewards of being a rock star and it took a toll on him, although I can't you know, speak to what's going on in a human being's mind. He was really kind of on the verge of being a star and that ended. In the early hours of July 18th, 1966, Bobby Fuller received a phone call, left his Hollywood apartment. His mother Lorraine was out and I think she was living with him or near him. She was out from El Paso and it was her Oldsmobile that he borrowed. Got it. And nice big car. I, 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 I think I learned how to drive in an Oldsmobile. Big, big green one maybe. Ooh, I love like the ones that are wood paneled and really long like a hearse. It is. It's, probably, it's a pretty solid piece of machinery. Love it. And really this Oldsmobile essentially becomes his tomb in a way. So the, the car is somewhat in Important. It's an, an important figure in this is because that's where he was found and a lot of strange things circumstantially have taken place, but there's no answers. Yeah. I feel bad about that hearse comment now. So his mother is checking because she, you know, he went out late that night. He got a phone call. You know, he's out. He's 23 years old. It's Hollywood. He's partying. He's mm-hmm. having a good time. It's, you know, I'm, he's not probably doing charity work at least that night. Or attending a late, late, late night mass. He's, you know, he's doing what a 23-year-old's supposed to do in Hollywood when you're essentially a celebrity. Yeah. So his mother is checking. He's gone all night. And she's probably checking every, what I imagine, every 30 minutes. Where, Where's my son? But probably also not thinking the worst. Where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> where are yeah. both of those things? Exactly. I want them both here and intact by midnight. You're a rock star, but you're still my son. She comes out at five o'clock, sees her car in the adjacent parking lot to five a.m. Five p.m. Five p.m. Okay. Five. So it's five p.m. in the afternoon. He's been gone all night and all day. Wow. She's checking in regular intervals. Mm-hmm. That's important okay. when she's checking. Sees the car in, in a, I guess you know it's it's apartment complex. Maybe there's another apartment complex or another little parking lot. The car is there. He is in that car and he is dead. He is covered in burns and bruises. Jesus. There is a one-third full can of gasoline in the car. He's covered in the gasoline, and there's a hose. No keys. Door is unlocked. Police are called. 
they assume, oh, it's suicide. Yeah. And I'm sure, listen, the police probably are like another punk kid, a rock and roller, 1966. You're still like that kind of counterculture really doesn't start hitting for another. I mean, it's starting, but it's you know, 1965. It's starting to really be a true upheaval. But in 1966, I believe, really started to boil yet. But it's still that idea of probably like rock and roller. Yeah. Committed suicide. Who cares? So what? Let's close the book on him. And, you know, and listen, is sometimes that the case? Sure. But what they found is his body was already in rigor mortis. What? So he's been dead for hours. He had a full bladder, which means that, you know, all these things mean that he's been dead for a while. How is he not there at 4 o'clock, 4.30? How is he there at 5 o'clock? Dead, but been dead for hours. Yeah. No keys. How did the car get there? How did he get like that? The police pretty much write it off. They see these burns. They're like, well, you know, it's gasoline. It's hot. He's been, you know, is sitting in the car. And that's pretty viable. But they, you know, the gas can, they're like, man, throw it in the garbage. Now, no, we don't need any, don't take any forensic information. Yeah. Which, you know, forensics. At that point, like pretty minimal. But pretty minimal, same but, time, but worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The fingerprinting has been going I mean, on for a while. we're talking about it authoritatively. Like it doesn't make sense that they didn't investigate further. People weren't immediately questioned. There was no real true investigation in a way that you're like, hey, listen, these first few hours, this first 24 hours is pretty crucial. They just write it off. Shoddy police work, pretty standard. I mean, it looks the way it looks, and I understand that, but things just don't add up. No. no. And not to say that, you know, he was, uh, again, just coming back from, you know, going to church or getting an ice cream cone either, but... The fact that he committed suicide, he's like, oh, yeah, he must have just drank a lot of gas and poured it on himself, died three hours ago, and then drove the car back home. Did they have toxicology technology at that point? What they found as far as autopsy, and you could find autopsy information, but the problem Mm -hmm. is the autopsy information is, first, it's suicide. Mm -hmm. Then, on another page, it's accident. Jesus. Then there's another page where there's just question marks next to both of them. Get it together, LAPD. Every PD. I think they really either rushed it or they kind of just made an assumption pretty quick. And you know they you know they want closed cases, right? Yeah. They want to close them as quickly as possible. Having a bunch of open cases is not great, and it's it's a, probably a lot easier to be like, hey, what happened to yeah? What happened to this my favorite singer? Oh, he committed suicide, and that's it. And let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say the same thing, where it's like. They just want these cases behind them because I'm sure there's still, even at this point, like a glut of crime. They don't want to deal too much with this young kid who probably is perceived of as being irresponsible out with his friends, an up-and-coming rock star. So around this time, there was kind of a lot of things happening with the band. And the theories around what happened to him, how did he get there, is huge. How did this Oldsmobile, with him in it, no keys... Apparently been dead for quite a while. He has a broken finger. It looks like he's been beaten. I mean, unless he did that to himself. You know, it's not a, from a, a substance. It's not the gasoline didn't break his finger. Yeah, no. They did not find any gasoline inside of him. So it's not like he drank any gasoline. My wheels are turning. There are a lot of theories, and we will get to them right after this break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. 
If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? Checking in. This deep is breath. our check-in deep breath, deep breath in. or short, shallow breaths. Yeah. Or four, don't breathe. Yeah. Honestly, you can just not breathe if that's what you want to do. Four breaths through the nose, two <laughs> out through the mouth, but don't don't get do it not. wrong. You will choke on your own breath. Yeah, I've you, done don't, it. you don't want to do that. I actually did almost choke. I had uh, boba tea for the first time in a long time. A little about me. And I, I sucked it through the straw so hard that I like it lodged in my throat. I almost... <laughs> I, that's on you, I think. It's, <laughs> I to, don't... The sheer power... Of me and my body. So deep breaths, but at your own, you know, expense, maybe. Going to town on that boba. <laughs> got it. I got it. Cautionary tale. Oh, I got it. From Rebecca. Mm-hmm. We want to Take say that. hello to our esteemed government. Hello. Who would never, ever <laughs> let a crime like this go unsolved. <laughs> never. We have the mayors. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. We have Joshua Lambert. Hi. We have Ashley Matson. Hello. We have Ben Forsyth. Hi. And one governor to uplift them all and all of us. And she will. Avian Noble. And if you want bonus episodes, early access with none of this chit chat, you just want to get right to it. Your time is valuable. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's a thing. Mm. Thinking of making limited edition ghost town government merchandise. Actually thinking of that in the way over here. Uh-huh. And I think it might be a fun little thing. I don't know what it'll be and what it will be, but it's something we'll offer to people in the govern governing yeah. what about like body. Okay, if you don't like sheriff's badge, cowboy hat, large, boots. Chaps. I'm, I'm just gonna bunch of. <laughs> they would love that. I'll speak for all of our government to say they would love it. A nice Stetson hat. <laughs> I don't know how what well, that's government. 
Does, does the government wear Stetson hats? I'm thinking old timey, but okay. Do you want? I guess if that? it's a ghost town, like a like a tie. Do you want shoulder pads? What do you want? What do you people want? I'm thinking of maybe like a, a gold plated Bluetooth headset to walk around <laughs> just with. Just a simple, just a simple gold plated Bluetooth headset. That's all. That little old thing. All right. Well. If you are interested in a video version of this episode with some pics, Ooh. some vid, there is one. It's out now, youtube.com slash Jason Horton, or you can find the link in the description or show notes. Check that out. Give You know, even if you're like, I don't want to watch this, press play on and don't watch it. It helps. Mm-hmm. Press the like button. Yeah. That, you were like, how can I help really quick? You don't even have to watch it. It helps the algorithm. So according to the LA County Coroner's Report, deceased was found lying face down. In front seat of car, a gas can, one-third full, cover open. Windows were all rolled up and doors shut, not locked, keys not in ignition. And from what I've seen, there was no keys around. Where the fuck are these keys? I don't know. I don't know where the keys are, but and it's And face still... down, like, on the wheel, you think? I think, yeah, in the, in the driver's seat, because the gas can, I think, was next yeah, to it. And so despite all the evidence, the investigators are convinced of suicide— that he died from drinking gasoline, which is, listen, that's one, I, I would make that leap. It's not much of yeah. a leap. I'd be like, okay, sure. But th- it's an easy thing to find out. In fact, it's like a pretty rudimentary thing to find out when you do an autopsy. Absolutely. Also, I, I, I don't know, but I can imagine it's like, what a horrible, painful way to go. Drinking gasoline? How much do you even have to drink? Well, if, if it's one third full, then they like big two thirds. Yeah, I don't know. And then the coroner determined that he died from asphyxia due to inhalation of gasoline. Like I said, there's discrepancies on the coroner's report. It's inconclusive. We're not looking for necessarily the pursuit of justice. Mm-hmm. We're like, this is on the surface makes the most sense. Yeah. Good enough for me. It's not like there's 10 bodies in the car. Person's dead. So, so what? So what? Get them out of here. On to the next one. Book them, Dano. But there's nobody to book. Are you 300 years old? That's, uh, Maybe. Right. <laughs> but on that morning of July 18th, 1966, all the members of the Bobby Fuller Four were expected to have negotiations with their label about the band's direction and a future European tour. And that was supposed to be like tense. They were not on the same wavelength when it mm-hmm. came to a lot of that. And according to Bobby Fuller's friend, Rick, Bobby Fuller had a few beers before midnight on July 17th. And Rick said he fell asleep shortly after midnight. He noticed Fuller left when he woke up at 2.30 a.m. And the last person that admitted to seeing Fuller alive was his landlord, Lloyd, who reported that Fuller had stopped by his apartment around 3 a.m. to drink more beer. Yeah. I guess timeline that kind of adds up. I think so. Bobby's friend, Boyd Elder, he arrived soon after body was discovered. And he remembers that the police didn't seal off the crime scene. As if it really wasn't a crime scene. It was like, it's a mess to clean up. Just a parking lot. Didn't take any fingerprints, didn't look for evidence. And the only thing that they said to him was, get the hell out of here. Not like, hey, who are you? How are you related to this person? Did you see him last? It was Mm -hmm. like, hey, somebody who has possible information, get out of here. And one witness saw a plainclothes officer remove the gas can from the back seat, in the back seat, and throw it in the trash. Did you just, like, also just take a mint out of the glove compartment? Did they take the car for a ride? Like, what? Even in the 60s, this is so insane to me. It seems pretty recent enough that 
if you probably went over it again, you could probably find some answers, but there are some updates. Mm -hmm. But it's the theories, right? Everyone has theories, and there's a lot of them that are going around. Mm -hmm. I've got one brewing right now. Drugs. That Bobby supposedly wasn't much of a recreational drug user, but he, you know, was interested in LSD, as a lot of people. It's like, I want to, even though it's not out yet, I want to make Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. You know, I want to make pet sounds, Beach Boys pet sounds. <laughs> I don't want to wear these matching Cuban shirts. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to cut boy friends. I'm sure, you know, probably, you know, a bit of rock and roll rebellion. I get it, like times are changing. Yeah. As long as I fought the law, you know, they, you know, have probably have a, a streak of like wanting to shake things up. Totally. And they mentioned that there might have been a party that he possibly overdosed at the party. And people wanted to cover it up. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's the, what do we do? And there's other celebrities there. And they're like, I don't know, get rid of him. And who's to say that somebody not involved directly in the death, but they're like, I don't know, let's just pour a bunch of gasoline on him to cover up any evidence. Yeah. And drive the car there, set everything up, and then leave. Yeah. All this would be happening, though, at you know four or five in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was a rival band or musician which makes very little sense only because it's very far-fetched yeah but also it's not like there's many bands i mean like we could be successful if we get rid of the bobby fuller four in 1966 yeah it's a bit far-fetched i mean it could be professional jealousy like we wanted to go after bob dylan or Joni mitchell but let's go for this guy yeah Bobby Fuller, the Bobby, Bobby Fuller, Fuller Four, you know. <laughs> and, you know, you don't know what the trajectory could be, you know. It's true. You don't know. But I don't think it was enough to be like, I'm willing to murder somebody over it. No. And then there's suicide. Mm-hmm. That he beat himself up, doused himself with gasoline. Broke his own Drinking finger. some in the process, you know, they didn't find any. Mm-hmm. Then drove himself home three hours after he'd been dead. So that was all the things that would have to happen based on... This evidence. That's the supernatural theory, too. Is it a supernatural theory? No, that's, I mean, the life after death. Oh, right, yeah. You're dead, you're going to drive yourself home. Sure, yeah, that would be. His own ghost killed him. So there are no known suspects. God. What about Lloyd? Where's Lloyd? I hate, I I, hate, this is like, we'll get to it. I'll let you finish. Yeah, you don't know much about the landlord, but maybe, you know, he had an owl. I don't know. Like, it also seems like it's also a lot to happen. There's somebody that had to have seen him alive between the time before he possibly died and he left the house earlier that, you know, that that day before. Yeah. According to Randy, his brother Randy was the one who was interested in music and he got a guitar. And I think he went to the military and then Bobby picked up and says, I like this. And when hmm. he came back and he's like, hey, you want to do a band? He's like, yeah, I'm the singer. <laughs> I've co-opted this thing you were interested Jesus. in while you were when you were Fighting. you know when you were in, yeah when you were when you were serving representing you and USA. probably you know probably the thing that made the most sense. They had planned to go to a party at a beach that night. They were supposed to go to a party, and then Melody apparently drove him to the party where people were allegedly drinking and doing drugs. Rumors that he died of an overdose. It was a cover up. Mm-hmm. So this this secret girlfriend Melody supposedly had a boyfriend of her own Uh-oh. that had ties to the mob, which I feel like. Ties to the mob is – you can add that to almost Literally any, everything. Like everything. What, what even does that mean? Also, Melody, convenient name for a musician's 
Well, Melody yeah. actually makes an appearance on the October 18th, 1996 episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. She called like right after they aired this, they aired the episode. So I don't know if they, you know, it was when you watch it, you don't know if it's an actor playing, you know, Unsolved Mysteries yeah, and, you're and like, like is this, E-Channel. It's good, like it's good. But, but it's they, like- I think it might have been an actor playing that. When you watch mm-hmm. it, I don't think it was her. I don't know where they got that information from, but she had called mm-hmm. Melody. She was just like, hey, I just saw this episode. She confirmed several facts on the story, things mm-hmm. they were saying. She said she didn't date anyone who had ties to the mob and she was not with Bobby the night he died. But she also believes that Bobby did not commit suicide. So this is 1996. We're, we're getting some information yeah. about that. A little bit after the fact. Now, years later, Bobby's death was changed from suicide to accident, which helps Keep it a cold case. Keep the cold case cold and not a closed case, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but you still want, like, cold, yeah. You want it to be active, but you just need, it's like, this is one of those cases that, in my humble opinion, will never be solved because of so much grotesque negligence that happened in the very beginning of it. And it's to the point where it's like, this is in the 60s, people are dying out, you hope that maybe you'll find something. But even it's just like, Asking the mother for me, you telling me this case, which I'm not familiar with. There's so many people to talk to. There's so many. I'm sure he's an up and coming musician. There's a ring of friend, like a circle that he has that he runs with. What was his, you know, what was his mind like in general? What was yeah. his mind like the last time you talked to him? And yeah, I mean, there's people that know something, and yes, and also people are dying off. Mm-hmm. But then there's also people that tell people things. And totally. is it secondhand? Maybe. But if you get 20 people that are independent of each other telling you the same thing, mm-hmm. might be something to it. Yeah. God forbid. So they hope, even to this day, and I feel like this is maybe as of 2019, they want to exhume his body and, and see yeah. what – I don't know what you get with modern forensics meets very, very decayed DNA. Yeah. So you, I guess you hope that the modern DNA can – kind of offset the possibly poor quality of evidence from yeah, exhuming the body. The investigation. I mean, it, it's it's worth a shot, I think. I, I know stuff like that, you put the DNA into the system, and really you can't get anything unless there's already a match in the system, or at least what I know from like the Night Stalker case, for example. But why the fuck not? I mean, I assume family is still around and living. He was still pretty young when he died. But my theory is that he was out partying, having drinks. I don't think partying even has to mean drugs per se, you know, went out, out really late, maybe had some drinks with the landlord, maybe like left to go do something or like go somewhere else or try to, you know, like keep the party going. And maybe he got jumped, honestly, right by his car. Maybe, you know, someone recognized him, up and coming musician again, beat him up. But then they were like, oh shit, we killed him, panicked, you know, what should we do? We have this body, whatever. All right, drive the car, let him They go. would have to know where he lives, though. That's a good point. So if, it was, if it was, strangers couldn't be like, oh, we, you know, That's I guess point. possibly, though, they could look at license, that information. That's a fair It's, it's also very risky. I mean, I don't know. Would you drive want to jump somebody? Well, if you felt guilty, if yeah. you, if there was, you're right. If there, I guess there has to be some connection because I think the guilt would bring, the guilt is saying, we're not going to leave this body in this car here, whatever. The guilt is saying we need to bring this back to this person so this body can be found. Yeah. It's it's probably a foul play, but probably 
it would have to be with somebody with some connection to him. Yeah. Because I think a perfect stranger, let's just say like, I'm a crazy, I want money. I'm a crazy drug addict. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm tweaking out. I know I sound like a narc. And then things go wrong and they're like, oh, I feel really bad. Let me find out where he lives and like drive this stranger to his house. They probably would just run. Yeah. But if it's somebody connected to him, they're like, whoa, let's get him away from where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't make a connection back to if it's in front of, oh, you live, you know, he was found on this street. You live on mm-hmm. that street. That's weird. And it's like nobody is questioned. It's obvious that there's a, you know, incongruency with the time of death and when the car got there. Like, why do we not have more, you know, casework around? It's just, it's so annoying because it feels like there's so much, there, there was at that point such, such a wealth of evidence. Randy Fuller. Bobby Fuller's brother co-wrote a book in 2015 called I Fought the Law, The Life and Strange Death of Bobby Fuller. A theory was that Morris Levy, who was the owner of Roulette Records, and he had like, you know, those kind of mob strong arm tactics, mm-hmm. which listen, I get that. It's, sure. you know, it's a competitive industry. It's like, you know, I think that happened with like Elvis and Sun Records and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that back in the day. It's like very almost like all mafia issues. Hey, there's money involved. Mm-hmm. No, your artist is with us. And same probably with movie studios. Yeah. No, you're, you know, you're an RKO yeah. actor that maybe he was involved in Bobby's death. And in 1966, Bob Keane signed a deal with Roulette to distribute Bobby's music. Randy believes his brother may have been killed because he wanted to break out of a business deal with Morris Levy. I think Bob Keane is the one who signed them and, yeah. you know, managed them and such. So that is part of what Randy Fuller thinks. And I was like, I mean, if anything, you probably have the most information on who your brother was. But I say this about a lot of these things is nobody wants to eulogize the people they know in a negative way. One, because they may be like, hey, listen, it's irrelevant. I don't want to tell you. And I don't want you to go on a tangent because one day you felt bummed out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's definitely suicide. Yeah. And also you don't want to, you know, maybe sell their, sell their memory or who knows how clo- actually close you are with the person at 23. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you're, you know, we we're in a band, but like. And who knows if you're fucked up? Like, yeah. Randy, like, we don't know his mental state. We don't know their relationship. Like, we don't know anything about the dynamics of, you know, their business partnership, essentially, and family relational partnership. You know, like I said, like, the idea of, like, a rival getting rid of Bobby Fuller, it's because he's not, he wasn't known, like. Paul McCartney was known, or like you said, like Bob Dylan was known, where you don't have a lot of documentation on people that know him and know how they act, or like, I I mean, I couldn't really find, I couldn't find any interviews with him. Yeah. He's, at this point of his death, he is a young, up-and-coming, but still one-hit wonder. Essentially. I mean, they had, you know, one or two other songs, but I thought the laws were probably most known for, and they sold the most... As far as their music catalog. And again, maybe I'm seeing this through the lens of history. You know, we're so far ahead in the future, so that could be wrong. But it just, it doesn't, what I'm trying to say, it doesn't feel like you'd kill this person for money or, you know, around business, really. The fact that we don't have a ton of information about Bobby Fuller in general, be it interviews or really testimonials about Mm -hmm. him, just goes to show that he was really up and coming because people don't document those things until you have... Made arrived, it. yes, yeah. until you've made it. Totally. So I guess I'm trying to say, Melly, Bobby's ex-girlfriend, if you're listening, call in. Call in. <laughs> we want to hear everything. We're going to get you such a good reenactment actor. It's going to be amazing. Just you wait. How old do you think Melody is right now? 18? 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 